Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. It is the middle of the month and I am so excited that we have a solo for you today. So I did a vote on what I should talk about in this month's solo. And it was pretty close between how to get deep with a partner and red flags and green flags when first dating. So I'm going to try to combine the two. Starting with, you know, whenever someone's like, do you want, like, I have good news and bad news. What do you want first? You always want the bad news first, right? And that's actually a good poll question I'm going to ask because you want to end on a good note, right? Like you want to end on a high of that good news. So I figured we'd start with red flags. And while I was doing research for this, I actually discovered a list that I made after I broke up with my ex about red flags that I have. So I'm going to read some that I that I wrote, and then I'm going to read some that you guys had submitted way back when, when I had asked you some red flags to look out for when dating. And so these kind of, they vary between when you're newly dating, but also like when you're dating. So they can come up really whenever. It's just like, you know, look out for them. And so the ones that I had said that my red flags are the following. The first one is refusing to make plans in months ahead. This is something that I, it has nothing to do with my one specific ex. It, all of these have to do with all of the people I have dated in the past that ended up being red flaggy or it not working out with. Not to say that they're red flags as in general, as people know, like they can be great for other people. But for me, this these were things that I needed to pay attention to that were very indicative of this not working out in the long term. Refusing to make plans in months ahead, you know, it, it relates to being somebody who is afraid of commitment. And sometimes people can overcome that and they can come out from the other side. I don't want to have to do that. And I don't want you guys to have to do that. If someone is scared to commit to plans ahead with you and you're dating them, that's a huge, huge red flag. I also think that there's like some rule. It's like if you're dating for a month, then it's double the time that you're dating that you should plan ahead. So like you should plan like, you know, two months out. And like, yeah, that's true. But also like 
why should you have to taper your excitement about having future plans with someone that you're dating? Like that's, that's the best, most exciting thing about furthering your relationship. So refusing to make plans in months ahead. This is one from the past that was really bad. And you're going to be like, well, obviously this was a red flag, Lindsay. Like, are you well? I saw a condom in the garbage of someone's garbage when we were dating. We weren't official, but it was so crazy. And I had like this horrible pit in my stomach. And I told him, I don't know if I told him when I was like there, but I left kind of abruptly. And then I texted him and I was like, by the way, I saw this. And to his credit, he was like, yeah, like I did have someone over, but like it made me realize how much I like you, which is honestly such a fucking line. Like if a guy ever or girl ever is like, yeah, well, I don't know, girl, because, you know, I do think that you should still be whatever. But if a guy is like, I just had to do this to test how much I like you, like, fuck that. Fuck that. I had a friend recently get cheated on and it's like a crazy story that I'll share with you when her when she feels better about it and you know whatever but he basically said like oh yeah we were getting serious so i wanted to get it out of my system the whole get it out of my system or testing how i felt feel about you with sleeping with someone else is such toxic behavior like such toxic behavior and when i tell you especially women like keep dating other people while you're dating it's not because i want you to test things. It's because I want you to self-preserve. Like I want you to have things. If it doesn't work out with the person you actually like, you're not testing this shit. Like, and if you have to, then you obviously don't like them enough. Like this guy obviously didn't like me enough. Okay. If they don't like to take pictures together, this is such a shady one because like, first of all, are you married? And second of all, like, I remember I dated someone like this and they were like, oh, I just like don't look good in photos. What? Also, like, why are you so insecure? Like, what are we going to do? And like, we want to take family photos of our kids and us. Like, you're going to be like, oh, no photos for me. Fuck that. Like, such a red flag. Still, they, if they still have dating apps once official. This is tough because some people don't know that when you delete the dating app, you also have to deactivate your entire profile in order for you not to come up on other people's dating apps. So remember that. But if they have the dating apps on their phone and you're official at that point, that's just like a slap in the face. Like I I have friends who have seen people's boyfriends on dating apps months after they've like posted them and like had hard launches on Instagram. And it just like makes you look like a fucking idiot. So why would you want to be with someone that makes you look like an idiot? And like, you know, it's, it's hard because you're like, Oh, I don't want to be the one to bring this up. You shouldn't have to be like, they should be like, Oh, like our, let's delete our hinges together. You know, like, yeah, it's cheesy, but like that should come up and you should do that. They didn't define things for three plus months. Okay, so this is obviously it varies, but ideally when someone really likes you within three months, they've defined things with you unless they have like commitment issues or just got out of a relationship with someone else. Then I guess that's an excuse, but like not even I 
in the past, like I think I dated someone for six months and they still hadn't made it official. And I was like, when are they going to just like make it official? And there were red flags with that person too. Like they had like a snap streak on Snapchat with their ex, which I don't even know why that wasn't like the big walk away from this person. But I was wondering like, when is, when is he going to make it official? And it was six months in. Like, I wish someone, I wish that I was there to tell myself, I, the today me was there to tell myself when I was, I don't know, 24, like they're not making it official, bro. Like what? It's been six, it's three months too late. You stayed in there past the expiration date of when they would have made it official. And now we're just having our cake and eating it too, is what he's doing with you. And, you know, unless you're okay with that, you need to walk away. Finish this sentence in your mind. I deserve a sex life that is blank. What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed for women by women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, hot and heavy hookups with your boss, whatever it is that you're into. Dipsy has something for you. They have new content released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories, because we all have, you know, that go-to story again and again, you can also find something new to explore. They also happen to have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read if you're into literotica, is that a thing? Because, you know, we all loved Fifty Shades of Grey. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme. That's dipsystories.com slash Acme. I highly recommend drawing a bath and putting on your favorite story maybe like a magnesium bath salt situation, really relax into it and go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. It is so easy. It tastes really good. And I just put it into my routine so I never have to think about it for a second. It's like it's like sleeping at this point. I work out, I come home, I take a big glass, I put some ice in, a scoop of AG1 by Athletic Greens water, shake it up with my metal straw, and it is the most delicious form of getting all of my greens in. It makes me feel like I'm ready to go, like I did something good for my body, not to mention it really helps me with digestion. It helps me go to the bathroom so consistently, which has never really been something in my life. And I could not be more grateful for it. I honestly, like when you think about, oh my God, like did I get my greens every day? It can be really stressful. But if you're doing athletic greens consistently, it's really something that you never have to think about, especially if you're someone that's on the go. If you live in a city, you're running around. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so that you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. 
So if you're lazy, this is perfect for you. But if you're not lazy, it's also perfect for you. I really love it. And if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Acme. That's athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Check it out. Relationships are hard and that's why I'm here. Hey friend, it's Cammie Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Okay, Snapchatted their ex. That's the next one. If they're Snapchatting anyone, if they even have the Snapchat app, that's what we're going to change it to, right? If they even have Snapchat, walk away. Like if they are using Snapchat to communicate with any sus people, goodbye. Goodbye. Like I understand if you're Gen Z and like that's what people do. And like, if you don't feel like you're making an excuse for them having Snapchat and using it, fine. But you know, we know in our heart, in our gut, we know if they're being fucking shady on Snapchat. And if they are, why? Why even entertain that shit? If they don't remember friends of yours or things that you told them, okay, that is a huge huge red flag and slap in the face. And I remember when I first was dating Steven, like I have so many different friends from so many different places. And I, and so does he. And I would like tell him a story and I'd be like, oh yeah, like you remember Maya from like Israel, whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, I do. Like he was always listening and remembering what friend like granted, sometimes I had to place the friend, you know, I had to be like, oh yeah, the girl we ran into the other night, but he always remembered. And in the past with guys who it didn't work out with, they wouldn't remember the friends. They would just be like, oh, you have too many friends. Like I can't No, the right person will 1000% remember every goddamn thing you tell them, like everything. I mean, they're not gonna be perfect, but most things different music tastes. Okay. Different music tastes, not the end of the world, right? Not the end of the world, but definitely a niche red flag because I had different music tastes with exes and it was, you know, it would have been fine. It would have been fine, but they actively and aggressively hated mine, which is just rude. Like that's just fucking rude. And like, wouldn't let me listen to Taylor Swift or like, any top 50 music, which like I really love because they were like, oh no, like I only like indie bands and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Like you shouldn't be with someone who yucks your yum. Like you can have different things that you like. Not everyone in every relationship, they're both going to like olives. But every time one of them eats olives, the other person being like, you're fucking gross. That's nasty. That's not sustainable. Like, huh? So whatever, fine. You can have different music tastes, but don't like hate on theirs. Be open to theirs. Okay. We're still on my list of red flags, by the way. It's shocking how many things I dealt with in the past. And then we're going to get to all of your red flags. 
And then guess what? We're going to get to green flags. The best part. Okay. Didn't introduce me when we ran into their ex. I mean, what? Guys, you, you're laughing at me. And I agree. Like, keep laughing because it's fucking hysterical that I didn't break up with this person that night. Did not introduce me. Granted, it was like at a party and like, like a not like a house party, like an actual party at like a club, whatever. And they like barely said hi to each other, each other. But still, like you need to be introducing me to everyone, everyone. I want you to be so fucking honored to be dating me and proud that we're dating that you are introducing me to a doorman that you met once. I want you to be introducing me to a friend that you don't even know their name, learn their name to introduce us. Like you need to be introducing the shit out of me. And if you're not, if they're not introducing you and going out of their way to introduce you to people, fuck that huge red flag. Okay. Rude to their mom who was perfectly nice. And another one that you guys wrote in, so I'll combine these is coldness to their mother. This goes with men and women. Like if you are rude to your mom, first of all, if your mom deserves it, go off, go off, be rude to your mom, like send her, drag her to hell, like whatever. But if your mom is a perfectly nice person, kind person who your significant other or a person you're dating cannot come up with a reason why it would be okay to be rude to this woman or cold to this woman or parents in general, cold to them then what the fuck? Because oftentimes, and I can't really speak to women as much as to men based off experience because I haven't dated women, but if a man will usually treat you similarly to how he treats his mother, and if he is cold and dismissive to his mother, just count down the seconds, honey, because he will turn right around and be cold and dismissive to you. So keep that in your mind. Not friendly to strangers. This is your, it's, you're like, that's weird, Lindsay. Like, I don't, that's a little too niche for me. But this is something that was important to me. I am someone who is friendly to strangers. And I love, I, you know, I grew up in New York City. I always was like meeting strangers everywhere I went. Like, I'm sitting at dinner and like Stephen and I decide to become best friends with the people sitting next to us that we've never met in our lives. I had a partner who would get mad and jealous. Jealousy is another red flag, which we'll discuss. When I would talk to the people sitting next to me at dinner and be like, what did you, what did you, what's that pasta that looks good? How fucking crazy is that? Like that just was not, that was a huge red flag for me, a huge red flag for me. And actually story time. Stephen and I were, were, we went to Teresi, which is like the new major food group place in New York. And it was bomb. It was so good. It's at this place where chef's club used to be. I don't know if you're like a foodie in New York, you might know what I'm talking about, but it's like an open kitchen. It's really cool. We sat down, by the way, Emrata was at the same restaurant. I need to tell Dubois, but we sat down and Emrata was with two girlfriends, by the way, and not a guy. So no tea there, unfortunately. But we sat down and there was a couple next to us. And I'm very perceptive of like people who are different. And I could tell that something was different about this man next to us. It was a couple. And 
I like looked at their food and I was like, oh, that looks good. And the man was talking to me, but it was like very loud. So he was like kind of yelling and telling me like what he was like, oh, this was the vegetables and that was this. And I could tell that he was deaf. And we like, I just, I, I'm fascinated and I'm just such a curious person. Like I, I have this podcast. I'm just always, you know, very curious. And so all I wanted to do was talk to him about what it's like for him because, you know, he was deaf and functioning in society at a loud restaurant, clearly, you know, on a date with a woman. And the night went on, the dinner went on. And eventually when we were sitting close enough that like we ended up talking again and Stephen got involved and we're talking and, and he's a very sweet, open guy. And so I started asking him questions like, oh, you know, were you born deaf? And like, you know, what's your experience been like? And he was so grateful and, and open with us and like was asking, you know, talking to us back and whatever. And he can read lips. So it's easy to converse with him as long as he's looking at you. And, you know, he told me this amazing story about how he actually wasn't born deaf, but when, well, not amazing, like, a you know, depends how you look at it. He, you could look at it as tragic, but what he's done with his life is amazing. And he, he had meningitis when he was like two and he had 107 fever and when he left the hospital, his mom noticed he was deaf and the doctor didn't believe him. And he came into the hospital and they did like this test to see if, if he was deaf, which back then like was barely a real test. Like they dropped a bunch of trays and saw and checked if like the baby reacted to it and he didn't react. And so the doctor was like, okay, you're right. He's deaf. And his mom being such like a protective mama cub, mama bear for her cub was like, you know what? I'm like, fuck this. I'm teaching him to talk and he's not learning sign language and he's going to learn how to talk and vibrations and to read lips. And so she did. And now he is this amazing, successful business owner of the irony is not lost on me, a marketing like communications group, which is so interesting. And this guy was just such a cool dude. And we're chatting away. We get dessert. We end up sharing desserts with them because they got like the two things we didn't get and vice versa. And then we asked for the check and the waiter's like, and, and then we're like, where's the check? And the waiter's like, okay, or something. She's like, yeah. I'm like, we're, we're like, we asked for the check. She's like, yeah. We're like, hmm, that's weird. And then we find our, our like original waiter and we're like, hey, like we asked for the check and he, and the waiter's like, oh, he paid for you. Meaning our new friend paid for us, which is the craziest, most generous and unnecessary thing that's never happened to me in my life. This must've been like a $300 dinner. And this guy paid for our dinner. And we said to the waiter, we're like, wait, are you serious? And the waiter is like dead ass, which is so funny because like the whole night he was doing this like Italian accent. And then all of a sudden he's like dead ass. And we turned to him and we're like, oh my God, why did you do that? Like, that was so sweet. That was so generous. And he was like, you know, because you treated me like a person. He's like, everyone else in this restaurant is looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. Like I'm yelling and I don't make sense. And my voice is weird. And you guys treated me like a person. And I thought that was really amazing. And I thought his story was incredible. And, you know, he told us a little bit about how it is. He's like, you know what? Everyone thinks I'm an asshole. I go through life and everyone thinks I'm an asshole because like I get into the Uber and the Uber driver tries to talk to me and I don't say anything because I'm deaf. And the person at the coffee shop and, you know, he, he was like, and COVID was really hard because everyone wore masks and I can't 
read lips when people have masks on. And, you know, it was just like a beautiful story. And he's a really cool guy. And and I, I have no idea how I got into that segue. Oh, I think because talking to strangers at the restaurant. But I'm I'm happy that I shared that story with you because I just think it's amazing. And I think that just talk to more people. Talk to strangers. Okay, back to the red flags. We all are guilty of texting our group chat and being like, hey, I have these weird dots on my butt. Like, is this normal? And it's fun to crowdsource, but you're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice. You can find it, however, from a doctor on ZocDoc. If you haven't heard of ZocDoc, it is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. It's so amazing. You can like change the settings so that it's like, okay, here's my insurance. Here's where I live. I want someone within two miles of me. I want a woman or I want a man. You know, I want someone that specializes in LBGTQ. Like anything that you want, ZocDoc has every doctor for you. Everyone. It's amazing. A few weeks ago, the cavity that I had filled actually fell out and I had no idea what to do. So I went on ZocDoc and thank God I had the app and just could easily find someone. I was able to get it fixed within 24 hours, which is unheard of. And I literally couldn't chew on one side of my mouth. So I don't know what I would have done without ZocDoc. And all you have to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. It's much easier in the app than on the website because you can do all these things with the settings that I just told you about. So you go to ZocDoc.com slash Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you book and you find and book a top rated doctor, which many are available within 24 hours. So if it's something that you need in 24 hours, ZocDoc is the place to get someone and to get someone that you can check their rating and make sure they have good ratings, make sure they have great reviews. You go to zocdoc.com slash Acme, ZocDoc.com slash Acme. We talked about green flags and one of them is if they go to therapy. And if you heard that or have heard things about therapy in the past and have yet to give it a try, I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace. You can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. It's so important, you know, now that we're in this new year to be prioritizing yourself because once you do the work on yourself, as we talked about in this episode, everything else falls into place. Like everything else falls into place. And that really starts by becoming self-aware and fixing relationships with people in your life, fixing bad habits. And all of this can be done with therapy. Talkspace is a mental health care that meets you wherever you are. It simplifies taking the care of your therapy and psychiatry needs because it eliminates the need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, line up childcare in order to end to attend the sessions. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you, as I mentioned before, can send texts to your therapist in real time. So you don't have to, you know, see your therapist and be like, oh, I forgot all the things that happened. As they come up, 
you message them. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with talk with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com and use code ACME. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and use the code ACME to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's code ACME and Talkspace.com. Okay, didn't always text when landed. You need to remember this one. If they are not texting you when they land, red flag, red flag immediately. That is like such an important behavior that needs to carry itself through your relationship. Like it's not a control thing. It's like, I love you and care about you. I like you and care about you if you're not on the love stages yet. And I want to know that you landed. I want to know that you're safe. So red flag, red flag never got thoughtful holiday gifts, but instead standard ones. Okay. I can't tell you how many times I got socks or gloves for holidays. And you know what? I'm not complaining. Those are gifts. Those are still gifts and they're nice, but like, I don't want like the thing that like is needed. I want something like thoughtful, something that you know that I would really like. And even if I have to tell you what it is, that's fine but just do that. You know, like, don't get me a standard sock. No, no. Controlling about what I say on my podcast. Okay. That's more unique to me, but you get that. Like what? This is my job. This is how I make my income. I don't go to your job and tell you you're not allowed to talk about X, Y, and Z. What what I will say in the defense of this person or people who said this is like, obviously, controlling what I say about them. That's fair. But controlling what I say in general, oh, you can't talk about your past. No, I don't go into your job and say, oh, you can't blah, blah, blah. You know, controlling food intake. Okay. Sneaky, sneaky red flag. I dated somebody who would make me a smoothie every morning when I would sleep at their apartment because they wanted me to eat like healthier and be skinny. Like they were like, they made clear references to like, how skinny I was when they were, we were first dating and like try And I guess like I had gained relationship weight and they were like, Oh, it's fine. I'll make you a smoothie. <gasps> Horrible. Can you believe that somebody did this to me? Like that is so fucked up. And I'm not someone who like ever thinks about my weight like that. Like I was just living my goddamn life and he's trying to make me smoothies. He gave me a food book, a book on like food as science or some shit. Like, I can't tell you how quickly I burned that book when we broke up. That guy was trash. Rules and limits on when we can and can't be intimate. Okay. I had a partner that told me no sex after midnight. Okay. (laughs) Yup. No sex after midnight. I really need to write a book at some point because that's a fucking joke. What? What? Like we get back from a night and I'm just like feeling you and you're feeling me and we're, oh, sorry, it's after midnight. Have a good night. Like that's disgusting. No. And refusal to better themselves in therapy. This should be the number one red flag. If your partner or the person that you're starting to date is either anti-therapy or is like, yeah, I don't need to do work on myself. Like I'm in, I'm so I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm complacent. No. Huge fucking red flag. Okay. These are your red flags which need less explanation because they're quite obvious. Mine needed explanation because like they were things from like scenarios that had happened to me. 
angry while drunk. Angry while drunk is a huge red flag. I'm surprised it wasn't on my list. I had an ex say, fuck you to me when they were drunk, like every time they got drunk. If they're angry while drunk, or if you don't like their drunk personality, then either they need to stop drinking or you need to break up with them. Because that's like, that's real them, you know? Jealousy goes without saying. They should not be jealous. Like jealousy... They should be a little jealous, right? Like a healthy amount of jealous. But if you're noticing that they're jealous, then they're too jealous. Bad communication. I mean, again, like goes with like the text when you land, like communication went apart from each other. If this is your long-term partner, communication is going to carry your entire relationship and it needs to be strong. It has to be strong. It's so important. Resistance to define things. This goes back to you know, commitment, phobes. I think as my therapist once told me, like your real like your right partner will be so excited to define things with you, will be so excited to tell you they love you, will be so excited to propose to you. Don't forget that. Too much we'll see or let's play it by ear. Same thing, resistant, lack of sex. If you are in early stages with somebody and you have a lack of sex and sex is important to you, this is not the person for you. You should be having like sex multiple times a day when you first start seeing them. Like obviously that like leans out a little bit, but you should be all the fuck over each other. Like lack of sex. No, no friends. Huge red flag huge red flag. I'm sorry. We need to stop making excuses for men who don't have friends and women who don't have friends. Like why? Unless you're like the biggest introvert ever. And like that turns you on to like find someone who doesn't have friends because like you just want to stay inside and do nothing. Fine. But like get your friends, get friends, even work friends. Like you got to have something. Why don't you have anything? Lazy. Yes. Lazy is a red flag, especially if you or someone who's really ambitious and you want someone to be the same. Cursing. If they're cursing, and I know, wow, I've cursed so many times in this episode, but I have not cursed at Steven. And that's way more important. If they're cursing at you, if they're cursing during your fights, those are red flags. If they curse about other things, uh, whatever, we're adults. If you're embarrassed of how they act in certain situations, this is a big one. You... It depends on the situation, but if it's because they're like throwing a temper tantrum at the airport, at the flight attendant, it's probably a red flag. Stingy. If they're stingy now, just wait. I dated the stingiest guy ever. He made me split every check. Waitresses would give me looks like, are you okay? It was such a red flag. I dated another guy who would like tit for tat what we paid for. Like, oh, but I paid for this last night. And horrible, horrible. Like my vagina is drying up from the thought. If they're paralyzed by big decisions, this one, someone like these are all from other people submitting them, but I agree with this. Like it's one thing if they're being very thoughtful and that's why they're feeling paralyzed. But if they're just, they literally can't do anything and they haven't done therapy to fix that. No. Shuts down during arguments. Huge red flag. If they leave the room, if they need to you know, if they just stop talking to you, give you the silent treatment, that's a huge red flag in one of the four horsemen, which you need to Google if you don't already know what that is. Didn't make me laugh. Oof, terrible. If they're not making you laugh, that's like the bare minimum. 
Laughter and communication and sex will carry you through your marriage and through life. And if you don't have those, turn the car around and get out because that is not your person. All right. Now we're going to go to green flags, which is such a better subject, right? Okay. So I, in the middle of the night last night, was like, oh my God, I have to write this down. I have to talk about this on the podcast because your person will not only accept you for who you are, but will love your idiosyncrasies. Like they will love the weird shit that you like. And I don't know if it's because they also like it, which is like amazing, or because you like it. And so they like it. So for example, in past relationships, something that I like to do is touch toes when we're in bed. Like my toes get really cold. I like to touch my toes on their toes. And I dated someone who was like not into that and like would make me feel bad about it. They'd be like, get your toes off of mine. Like, ew, what? Steven loves when we touch toes. I also had a thing that was like, and don't judge me for this, but like Virgo people know I'm a Virgo rising. I only like to have sex on their side of the bed. I don't like to have sex on my side of the bed because like it just grosses me out. I'm sleeping there. It's my sleepy, happy place. We're having sex on your side of the bed. And that's the deal. And if we're having sex on my side of the bed, I won't be able to have an orgasm because I'll be thinking about the fact that we're on my side of the bed. Steven respects that. He initiates on his side of the bed and he has no problem with that. But people in the past were like really annoyed with that. Again, not okay. So green flags, they love and accept your uniqueness. Okay, another green flag, you never want your dates to end. You never want them to end. You want to keep talking to this person forever and ever. You have to end the dates because rules, but you don't want them to end. Also, when you have your first sleepover, you are talking all night. And if you're not talking, you're having sex, but you are all over each other all night, whether it's just talking or having sex or whatever. Another green flag is that they tell the people in their life about you. And you know that because they're on the phone with their mom or their sister or their best friend. And they're like, oh, I'm a Lindsay's. That is how you know. It is so cute. It's adorable. Another green flag is that they say what they're actually going to do. Their actions and their words are aligned and it is an amazing feeling. So if they're like, oh, we should go try that taco place, the follow-up text text comes in. Hey, I got us a reservation at the taco place next Wednesday. There are moments of quiet between the two of you, but not moments of awkwardness. Those moments of quiet will carry you through your entire relationship and are such a good sign for you and this person. Another green flag, your first quote-unquote fight is not a fight. It's a discussion about something. You articulate how you feel. They articulate how they feel. You come to a reasonable conclusion, and you both apologize for your mistakes. They also let go of the problem afterwards. If they have an inability to apologize or see their faults, that is a red flag. But we're not focusing on red flags. We're focusing on green. If they don't take themselves too seriously, this is hard to find. 
but it is one of the best qualities ever, ever. I was reading a Reddit thread on green flags and somebody said, we went to this expensive dinner and the server brought the bill and took my date's credit card. The server comes back with the news that the credit card was declined. Both he and I burst out laughing in the same moment. That was my green flag. I love that. Like obviously not ideal that his credit card was declined, but he could have freaked out. He could have yelled at the waiter. You got to laugh. You have to laugh it off sometimes, you know? Another one is setting a boundary that they respect. I've talked about this many times, but the first time that I slept with Steven, it was really important for me to know that he was spending the night. I just, for some reason, felt like if we slept together and then he left, I would feel this like weird abandonment. And I don't know why, I just did. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, when we sleep over, when we have sex for the first time, I'd like for you to sleep over after. And he did. And he understood. And I don't know, for all I knew, he really wanted to sleep over after, but he he did it. And it sounds so silly and so whatever, but it was it was really important to me. Another green flag is they ask you for advice on things in their life that are happening. Like, oh, you know, what should I say to this person? Or this thing happened. I had this conversation with my boss and I don't know if I should follow up or not. And the reason they're asking you for advice is because they respect you and they value your opinion, which are two big old green flags. Another great green flag is when the person is able to react to a negative situation with flexibility, like they can adapt to a change of plans or a chaotic, unprecedented or unpredicted event that happens and just enjoy their time with you. They're not like going, like they're not letting their emotions get the best of them, you know? Also, they get your humor. They laugh at the jokes that you tell because women are funny too, you know? We are. We're we're probably funnier. We are funnier. They treat others with respect. Like people who can do nothing for them, they treat them with respect. Another really important green flag is that they're curious about you. They're not just flowing with the conversation of, yeah, and what about you? They're actually genuinely curious about you. Like they come up with new questions because they want to know more and more about you. Another green flag is they notice the little things. They remember the things that you tell them and they notice the little things like, oh, I noticed that you kept the pen the last time we were at this restaurant. So like I found a great pen that you might like and I kept it when we were at this next restaurant. Another green flag is how they speak about their exes. Because let's be honest, you have to talk about that at some point. It's so weird if you never talk about their past relationships, why they ended and things like that. So if they're like, yeah, because she was a fucking bitch, then that's obviously a red flag. But if they're like, yeah, you know, like it was a time in my life where I don't think I treated her well or, you know, whatever. You can tell that they're talking about their past in a healthy way. But if they shut down and they don't want to talk about anything in their past, like at all, that's a red flag. But if they talk about it kindly, that's a green flag. Okay. Another green flag. They don't judge you for your kinks or things that you like when it comes to sex. Like if you want to introduce that vibrator in there, they're not like, why would you do that? They're like, cool, let's do it. Let's bring her in. Let's name her. You know, like they're game. They're game because they want you to be happy. And that's the real green flag is like at the end of the day, they want you to be happy. 
And so every way that they act is because they want you to be happy. Also, how you feel when you're with them, right? Are you feeling hot? Are you feeling good about yourself? Are you feeling just like in a good mood when you're with this person, like you're vibing, right? Or are you feeling anxiety or are you feeling like insecure? Because that's not good. You need to be feeling all the good things. Another green flag is that they're willing to work on themselves to go to therapy. Basically, all the green flags are the opposite of all the red flags. So, I mean, I feel like there are less green flags, but that's because you only need so many green flags for them to be wonderful, right? Like the red flags, you need to really look out for them more. Also, it should be easy to be with this person. If it's easy to be with them, that's a green flag. If you feel safe with them, that's a green flag. You like them for who they are. You don't want to change them. They don't want to change you. Green flag, green flag, green flag. They don't talk to their ex. Green flag. They should not be communicating with their ex. Ideally, they don't have social media, but if they're on social media, they're not throwing likes at their ex's photos. Unless like, I don't know, previously discussed. They're busy, but they make time for you. So like, you know, we have joked about like, oh, I'm a very busy surgeon. No one's going to tell you they're very busy if they want to see you. You know, you have banter. You have all the good banter. This goes back to humor. They don't pressure you to have sex with them too soon or like bring up the fact that like it's been You've been taking a while to like want to have, you know, like they don't do that. They don't bring up really anything that they're like resenting you for. Like they're not like, oh, you always make us go to expensive restaurants. Like they want to treat you. They want to make you feel good. They want to wine and dine you because they like you. They like your company. They own up to mistakes that they've made. This isn't always something that they're going to come out and say. Sometimes you need to be the one to be like, hey, when you did this, I didn't like it. But they're like, you know what? I don't know why I did that. That was wrong. I think we've kind of talked about that already, but they also kind of, they know what they see for themselves in their future. Like they're not like, oh, I don't know where my life's going to go. They're like, oh, you know, in two years, I want to be partner. And then in two years from that, I think I want to leave the company and I want to start my own business. Like, they have their future kind of mapped out. That doesn't necessarily mean they need to bring you into it, especially if you're early dating, but they know they have a sense of their life and they feel good in their career. So I think that's the gist of the red flags and the green flags. And now we're going to move on to how to get deep with a partner. In the early stages, getting deep is a little harder because you don't know each other. And, you know, the best relationships are like when it's an onion, like it's not all the layers are not peeled right away. So it's, it's important to be really patient with your partner and to get deep when they're ready to get deep. Like I remember Steven didn't really tell me anything real about his life. Like he told me like, Oh yeah, like my dad's from this and my mom's this. he didn't tell me anything real about his life probably until like our sixth 
date even. And I loved that about him. Like I was like, oh my God, like I want to know more and more. And so I think there definitely is something to say about, you know, it taking time. You don't need to go so deep right away. It's okay to live in the, you know, surface for a little bit when you're getting to know each other. But obviously you all know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm a huge fan of the 36 questions that lead to love. So these are good for like early stage relationships. And it's like, you know, I'll read some of them. It's like, who would you want as a dinner guest? What's the perfect day for you? Like name three things that, okay. And actually this, Stephen and I did on our second date, I said, name three things that you and I have in common. And by the way, I didn't say like, I'm doing the 36 questions that lead to love. I was just like, I have some questions that are fun. Let's do them together. I said, name three things that you and I have in common. And we literally, it was our second date. And luckily, like we had done the getting to know each other conversation a little bit. So we had known enough about each other to say, you know, he was like, you know, you have a lot of friends and it was like not so deep, but it was still a cute activity. And then I think that's how he kissed me for the first time. He was like, the the third thing he was like, you you want, like, we both want to kiss each other or something and then kissed me. It's very cute. So, you know, what in your life do you feel most grateful? If you could change anything about the way you're raised, what would it be? Let's see. Is there anything that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it? What is your greatest accomplishment? What do you value most in friendship? What's your most treasured memory? What does friendship mean to you? Who do you admire most? How do you feel your relationship is with your mom, with your dad? You know, how close and warm is your family? Are you closer with one parent than the other? When was the last time you cried, maybe in front of another person or by yourself? If you were to die, like what would you most regret not having told someone? That's a little dark, but you know where I'm going with that. All of those are really, really good questions to get a little bit deeper in the early stages. And then once you're dating for a while, I love We're Not Really Strangers has this card game and it's like, you know, connection and perception and all this stuff. And I'll read you some of the great questions that they have. Steven and I recently were on a date a few months ago and I whipped out these questions and I was like, you know, let's let's go through these. Like, let's get a little deep for tonight's dinner. And we knew most things like, you know, we know most things about each other. But some of these are just interesting questions that you wouldn't think of yourself, which is why I like them so much. So like, for example, which one of your parents' personality traits do you want to keep or let go of? What did the people who raised you teach you about love? And how did that shape your views on love today? What about me intrigued you besides my physical appearance? What part of your job energizes you the most or leaves you the most drained? What mannerisms of mine stood out the most to you, if any? And by the way, these aren't questions that you just ask them about you. that It's reciprocated. What part of my personality isn't showcased online? Just a check-in. What are you feeling a lot of lately? I think that's a, a really good one to ask your partner. How has your view on love evolved over time, if all? If you were to write my dating profile bio, what would it say? I think that's a really fun one for couples. What about you has felt repeatedly misunderstood by others, if anything? What did being single teach you about yourself? What have you tolerated from others in the past that you no longer have space for? 
Do you have any unconventional opinions when it comes to romantic relationships? Who in your life do you feel most yourself around and why? As you can see, all of these questions are deep. They're really good. And so I hope you are taking notes because this is an expensive deck of cards. And I hope I don't get in trouble for repeating some of those questions, but they're really good ones. And then I also think like you do the poll questions together. That is such a good way to get deep. I actually met someone this weekend and she came up to me when I was at brunch and she was so sweet. I almost cried. She was crying and she was like, I just went through a breakup and your podcast have been helping me so much. And she was like one thing, you know, it was a terrible breakup. It was sudden. Like, I have no idea why it happened. It was really upsetting. She was like, but one thing that was so great for our relationship when we were together was we would do these polls together and we would understand each other so much better. And, you know, that was really great to hear that that was helpful for her. So I will say, do the polls with your partner. This isn't like just a plug. I'm, I'm telling you, do the polls. And that's how you get deep, all those things. And then also having an experience together that you've never done before, whether that's like whitewater rafting or skiing or whatever it is that you guys have not tackled together is a really beautiful deepening experience. Maybe you go to like Joshua Tree and you like, you know, take mushrooms. I'm not saying to do that because I'm sober and I wouldn't. But like people do that stuff, whatever it is. If it's going to help you get closer, maybe it's couples therapy, you know, you should always be open to getting deeper with your partner, especially if you don't feel like you have that deep connection to one another. And with that alarm, I'm supposed to go to a meeting that I'm going to be late for. I hope that that was helpful. And also, if you're in New York, we have some great events coming up. We're going to try to do a dry January event. We're going to do a mixer in February, hopefully at the one hotel in Brooklyn, which I'm so excited about. It's such a great place. And actually, fun fact, when COVID and the world was ending, Stephen and Stephen had gotten a room for us at the one hotel to do like a staycation. It was like March 13th or some crazy night where like everything went to shit. And we were feeling so weird and awkward in this hotel room getting texts from our friends being like, save all the water that you have, put pour water in your bathtub. You'll never drink again. And we were like, wait, should we leave? And we just left. And the one hotel was so gracious. They were like, oh, you know, here's a refund. Like we have no idea what's going on in the world. But that was my last experience at that hotel. So hopefully this mixer will be a different experience. And I am very excited for that. I will be announcing that soon. And... Thank you guys for listening to the episode. Just wanted to tell you because I haven't in a while. If you are loving the podcast, I would love and it would mean so much to me if you could rate and review the podcast if you haven't already. Five stars is obviously ideal. A glowing review about how this podcast has made your entire life. Um, no, I'm just joking, but like also not joking. If you want to write a review, it would mean a lot to me. And I love a solo. I love to just talk to you guys. I hope you got something out of this. And that's all I got.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.